This is Chief Yuya speaking, of course. And, um, you know, a lot of times when we think about Iwa or we think about the idea of uh, character and, of course, the idea of life and beauty and being, sometimes uh, we're unaware that these are three triple concepts that are actually one concept. They are directly related to one another. Beauty, being, character are a tri a trifecta, a triplicity of the same exact concept. So they're three parts of a same whole. And we're going to get into that, you know, in this session. We're going to deal with um, the idea of existence, the idea of coming into being and the idea of life. And, and more importantly, um, what brings life? What brings things into existence? You know, uh, so often when we start getting into these these different spiritual methods and you know they become nothing more than spiritual methods for us you know getting into orisha getting to ifa we're constantly looking for methods to do methods to do methods to do i want to do this i want to get this i want to do this i want to get this i want that i gotta have that i desire this this that 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 and we're constantly trying to pull things it's almost like the mistake that you get from watching uh movies like the secret when you're told, oh, just manifest this, manifest that, manifest that, and you're not given any type of internal moral compass to determine what it is that you should be manifesting and what it is that you don't necessarily need. And when we're dealing with the Risha mindset, which is character building, we're, we're dealing with not wanting, but being methods for being not so much methods for doing, because if you can be a certain thing, then certain other things come as a default. So you don't actually have to be reaching and swerving. You don't have to be Mr. or Mrs. Swervo constantly swerving in and out of, out of your lane and trying to jump into other lanes and grab some of the blessings and some of the E-ray and some of the fortune from other lanes because you've widened your lane because you've become the fullness of what it is that you're supposed to be. You know, it's like a rainbow that chooses to only be one color. And the orange is always looking at the yellow saying, well, why can't I have some of that yellow stuff? Everybody seems to like the yellow or everyone seems to like the indigo. Everyone seems to like the green, but I'm stuck over here being orange and I only get the stuff that orange get. And a lot of people don't like to wear orange and they wear orange in, in, in you know, in, uh, in correctional institutions and, you know, why, and they wear green in correctional institutions. So, you know, we're not really getting it the way we want to get it. But they don't wear yellow in correctional institutes. So why can't I be the yellow? So constantly swerving without without the orange realizing that ultimately you're a greater part of a whole. You know, and the same thing with us, man, we're not supposed to just lay into one um, particular color, or one particular way of, of doing, you know, because when we're when we're when we're doing or I should say when we're when we're seeking to get constantly, we lock ourselves into one color paradigm. As opposed to saying, let me be the fullness of every color that I've came to, that I've come to be. Let me be the fullness of every dimension that I've come to be. See, that's Orisha mindset. You know, it's not about finding one Orisha. It's not about finding Shango or finding Oshun or finding Oya or finding Aramfe or, or finding, um, Obalafun and saying, okay, this is where I stay. This is where I stick. Of course, you're always going to have those pillar holders who are going to say, you know, I'm going to, you know, from a sense of honor, I'm going to uphold this particular teaching of this particular energy. And that's that's fine. You know, that's that's even admirable to a degree. But ultimately, in our life journey and in the journey of all our lives and in the journey of all our, our incarnations, we are designed and purpose to be everything. We are designed and purpose to be every color and go through every house and, and go through every dimension. So that within itself 
is a process of building and cultivating character. You know, that's why when we talk about the 401 Arisha, you know, once we get to a better understanding, we realize it's more than 401 Arisha. Because as we're expanding, as we're cultivating, and as we're becoming bigger and larger, and we're speaking greater and, and more vast things into existence, then time is changing. History is changing, you know, because it's a cyclical thing. So now when we look back, for some reason, it's erased now. It doesn't say 401. It says 402. Oh, where does 402 come from? I could have sworn all this time it said 401. See, this is how we change the past. You see, you know, by changing our present, we change the past. By changing our present, we change the future because it's all based on perception. So we can choose to perceive our past in a different way. And by choosing to perceive our past in a different way, we change our thoughts. Once we change our thoughts, we change our words and our words change our character. Our words change our destiny. Our words change our life. Our words change what makes us beautiful. You see, because it's what's coming from the inner to the outer. And I'm going to, you know, explain this in, in um, very simple form, because I think um, it's not really it's not it's not really rocket science. You know, it's actually a very simple thing to kind of um, in, encapsulate. But uh, for many people, when they start talking about life and existence, it gets boring. You know, I can't tell you the amount of people who reach out to me constantly for spells and baths and potions. And I say things like, well, you know, you really need to take on the character of what it is that you're trying to work with. But they feel so pressed by time. They feel so pressed by, well, I need this right now and I need this to happen right now. And this and that and that and that. And they don't realize it's a treadmill. As long as you're you're letting your circumstances become your clock. Then you're constantly going to become a slave to that and your circumstances create their own spirit body. And they say, wow, as long as we create an emergency around this individual, they're going to feed us. They're going to serve us. They're going to give us attention. So let's continue to create emergencies. You see, so the idea of spiritizing for the purposes of just getting often locks you into a sick cycle of time. For instance, when we look at the Yoruba uh, tone or the Yoruba word wah. Many of you have heard, heard the, the word wa before, such as in Iwa, such as in uh, Oduduwa, you know, right? You've heard that that term um, wa, and sometimes wa just said by itself, or owa. You may have heard that or, or seen that in writing before, but wa actually means time. It means several, several different things, but we're going to get into some of the other meanings. But one of the meanings of wa is time, you see? Now, why also connects us to the idea of character, you see? Uh, why also connects us to the time, to, to the aspects of existence, you see? So when we're looking at the, at the idea of time and we're looking at the idea of existence, of course, we're going along a timeline once, once we choose to be. Once we go from non-being to being. Once we go from, from um, and we can look at it as, as almost, um, once we go from life to death, to a degree, you know, uh, some of us sometimes have a misconception of what death is. And we look at um, death being the end of something without realizing that death is also the beginning of something because life exists within itself. Life is always is always floating around. It's always here. It's 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 a it's a continuum, you know, and it's an indifferent continuum. And then once we choose to say, OK, well, I want life inside of me. 
You know, I want to be a part of this life continuum from the moment we choose to experience life through the form of being or through the form of existing, especially in human form. The death clock starts right from that moment, from the moment uh, we fertilize that egg as men. And now that cell body begins to grow. Now death has started. The clock for death, the surety of death has begun because before that. There was full all out creative potential. Anything could have been anything. We had any direction that we could have possibly gone. But once we decided I want to be a part of existence in this form. Now we close things down. Does it mean that life ends? No. It means that the expression of life now becomes finite within that form. So what does that mean? So if you look at it like this and we say, okay, well, you know, I have all this air here. You know, whether it's air that's coming in and out of my lungs, right? I'm breathing, right? And I'm, I'm just breathing. Breathing is cool. I like to breathe. Breathing keeps us alive, right? So we say, okay, I have this aspect of breathing, but I want to take this beautiful breath, this idea of breath, and I want to see how it, get, how it could expand or how it can grow and how it can manifest itself inside of a different environment. So what I do is I take a balloon and I take my breath. And I blow it into the into the balloon. And as I'm blowing it into the balloon, I'm seeing that the, the balloon is getting bigger and bigger. But essentially what I want to do is I want to see how big it can get, how much it can expand. You know, what's the limits that its its form can take? Now, one thing I'll learn about the balloon is that if I blow it up and then let the air come out, blow it up, let the air come out, blow it up, let the air come out. Each time it increases in elasticity. So each time it increases in capacity. Every time I, t I take life and I put it in it and I take it out of it, I put it in it and I take it out of it. So it's almost like I'm taking it through its own valleys and peaks. I'm taking it through its own trials and tribulations. And one day it's just full of life. And then the next day it's, it's, it feels depleted and it, and it doesn't have any energy, doesn't have any ashe. So I keep putting it, putting it, then I say, you know what, let's see how much it can take. And I blow, I keep putting breath in it. I keep putting life into it. And we're making life and breath synonymous with one another. And then what happens eventually is the balloon pops, right? So once the balloon pops, what happens to life? Does life end? No. Life goes back to where it was before. It goes back into the atmosphere where it was existing before. So this is the same thing that we have in our Arisha understandings where we understand that once we take on the responsibility of life that eventually we're going to pop. Okay. It's just, it's just a sentence going down to the moment that you pop, but the greater part of where you are, what you are, the most important part of what you are doesn't end. We don't create it. We don't end it, but we can try it out in different ways. Let's try it in this form. Let's try it in that form. You see, and those forms we call existence, all things that come into existence, existence or all things that come into being you. So, you know, we look at different words or, or all things that come alive. Right. So as they come alive, then now that we can see it and we can see it in different forms, we have to know that it has a temporal nature. So all things that exist in that sense are eventually going to burst events. Eventually, they're going to pop. You know, eventually they're going to push themselves to their total limits and they're going to say, OK, now I see what this kind of container can take. It's like pouring water into a glass. Well, how much water can can it hold? Well, just imagine if, if you were without you know, physical eyesight, you would have to put your finger in the glass 
to see you know how much it could it water it could take but let's just say if you didn't do that let's say if you were a newly person who had lost their eyesight and you didn't know the little trick to put your finger at the glass to see once the glass is full right so you pour the water water into it the water could also represent life right the waters of life what happens the water eventually overflows and then you find out oh that's how much life that particular kind of vessel can hold and each kind of vessel is different so the glass vessel is not going to expand and contract like the elastic vessel so each vessel is different some are more static and some are more dynamic you see now when we come to an orisha understanding though this is what makes it uh different than just thinking about water just thinking about (laughs) balloons or just thinking about glasses you know when we when we deal with the idea of life or we deal with the idea of being or we deal with the idea of existence you know and we say okay like in in europe that would be owa right so you have the idea of owa and it's dong 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 okay so just to give you the, the the the, the tonal accent on that it's up down up down right owa and so when you're looking at the idea of owa owa means it exists you know and sometimes you may see that in different uh adura or even maybe some of the the uh orin which is song some of the orin that you may sing or the aduras that you may say or the Uriki, you'll see that uh that idea of existing you know, because what you're doing exists, it basically is you're affirming that something does exist. In order for it, you to bring it into being, you can't say, I hope you bring me this or will you bring me this? It doesn't work that way because you're using your your work, your 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 uh, value of speech, your value of verbiage to bring things into existence. Because remember, it's the thoughts that begin to create different words very similar to the what i wrote in the book uh mind heart and words which you can get right now on kindle if if you want to read it and it's a it's a great book a lot of people have gotten a lot out of it especially those who have a little bit of trouble controlling their thoughts and a little bit of trouble uh controlling their emotions that's really what the book is about about learning the pathway of where your feelings come from as opposed to where your emotions come from and especially those who have trouble controlling their mouths because if you can't control your thoughts you can't control your mouth okay when you got a person who flies off the handle all the time and just says any old stupid thing and ruins situations for themselves it's because they have no control of thought i've seen so many people who talk who who can attract themselves into relationships and in less than 24 hours can talk themselves right back into loneliness because they have no control over what comes out of their mouth and the reason they have no control over what control comes out of their mouth because they have no control over what's in their head they have no mental ordering so if there's no mental ordering there's no auricular ordering or there's no verbal ordering if there's no mental ordering and there's no verbal ordering there's no reality ordering there's no life ordering so everything around you reflects the disorder of your thoughts everything around you reflects the the um the franticness of your words you see because it's it's a remember it's one continuum one continuum so that book mind heart and words deals with breaking that cycle you know and learning how to uh regulate your external by regulating your internal and the idea of a why 
is no different. The idea of time and how we 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 drive time, and in fact, uh, while also means to come or to bring something to you. So sometimes, like when we're doing oriki, or some of you may work with me, you may have heard me say like why watete why watete why watete why. You know, bringing certain things to me or making things available. Why also means to be present, but not just present like. Um, to have something at the ready or to have something available. So you see when you're manifesting in the Yoruba, you're not begging, you're not pleading and saying, will this be here? Can this be here? You're saying that this is available and it is here. No different than if you're drawing a picture, you don't look at your your hand and your finger and say, um, can I draw a circle? You just draw the circle. Now there's a circle on the paper. You know, if you think in your mind, I want to see a square on that paper, do you start begging and praying the pencil or the paper to manifest the square? You draw the square, right? Well, that idea of drawing is no different than the idea of speaking. You know, if I if I desire something, I can draw things through my words now um, or make things make things come through my word again that's the idea of why so let's look at one of the words that i that i said or one of the names that i spoke about before which was oduduwa right and some of you may be familiar with oduduwa i've done a session before on oduduwa oduduwa representing the character of the blackness of the womb that is oduduwa but you know if we look at oduduwa in long form because sometimes you know i give you guys the the long form of words and also give you the shortened it you know we could say it's oduduwa Okay, so that would be the, the longer form of Oduduwa, right? And the idea of Oduduwa, if we just look at it, Odu, right? Now, you know what Odu is. When we look at the, the corpus of, of, of Ifa, we have 256 Odu. 256 Odu. And those Odu are different than what we would call Owe, all right? And I spoke about that recently. Uh, when we were talking about a story and I said that sometimes people have a tendency to confuse the Owe with the Odu and the Owe are like the, um, the parables and the little short stories that you hear from elders a lot of times when you ask them a question, um, in, in our system or in either you ask a question and they, and they say, you know, um, well, it is said or they say, right? And that's their way often of explaining something to you, you know, and there's something very important about that relationship. When you're getting that information from an elder, you don't challenge your elder, period. You do not challenge your elder. You come to your elder and if you're out of line and your elder checks you, you apologize politely and you, you put your head down and you back out. That's something that's lost on many diaspora people. And this is a great example of how you can attract yourself into great situations where you can have help and assistance and then you can talk your way right out of it. Some of you now listening from a distance have been on the receiving end of that, even dealing with me, where you you felt because now you have proximity to power that you are that power. You have proximity to the chief, so you must be the chief. No, you're being shown grace. But now you want to challenge. And just like when a child is, ch- is challenging an elder, it's not really a challenge to the to the elder. It's just it's an annoyance. You're just pestering that elder because you don't want to listen and learn that you're in an environment now where you can grow and you can be and you can be better. 
So the elder will say, you know, you may say something out of line. The elder say, okay, well, they they usually will not address you directly unless you have gone way too far. But they'll say something, a parable roundabout to let you know you've overstepped. Okay. And usually back home, people will get it and they'll back up and they'll sit down. And they'll apologize because they realize what's said here in the diaspora. People will just keep going. They'll just keep disrespecting you. Just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going until you have to block them on social media or block them on your phone or curse them out or whatever. And then it turns into something else. So the moral of that story, stay away from disrespectful, stupid people. All right. So <laughs> anyway, like I was saying, um, so you have that idea of um, Oduduwa and Oduduwa, Odu we know is different from Owe, which is like, you know, again, getting those stories and stuff like that. And then um, you have the idea of Uwa. And Wa, of course, not only means character, but what else do we know? Because we know from Iwa, it's character, but what else do we know about Wa or Uwa? It also means existence. Da means to create like dafa you know when you get to dafa reading when you when you when you you know you get readings from me and be, oh by the way ask osiris.com for readings you guys better stop hitting my inbox on instagram some of you notice i've been just ignoring you lately all right it's just too many here's a great example you have an elder like me who says okay i'm going to share some information with you almost every segment i do old ones and new ones i, I say for readings Go to And that's not because I'm advertising readings But it's to, it's to try to clear up The inbox and the questions I'm trying to get a reading from Chief You yeah, no one's getting back to me But you say you listen to the segments How could you listen to the segments And miss what's said almost in every segment I still have people saying Asking me if I teach classes I still have people asking me if I have any books You see that's kind of, That means you're just not listening you're just not listening. You're not going to the sites. You're not signing up for newsletters. You're not following the social media profiles. All that information is right there, right? So that's a great example of something. So like when you get the dafa, you know, da afa or da ifa, you know, you're, you're being given. You're being given your ifa. You're being given your information in that sense. So already we have the odu, which is the, the oracle corpus, you know, of ifa, and we have da, which is to give, and we have wa or uwa, which means to come into existence or to be. You see? So, what do we have there? Oduduwa, in the name of Oduduwa. And why does Oduduwa represent omnipotency? Because Oduduwa represents omnipotency, or is, let me not even say represents, sustains the concept of omnipotency, because Oduduwa represents the concept of speaking. Ifa, in order to bring things into existence or to give existence or to give life and that is where the power is you see so in order to speak odu or in order to speak Ifa, what must you have of course you're initiated into Ifa. of course you're trained through Ifa, but also it's a way of living and way of being you see that's what bring, that's what brings things external to you into being is when you start bringing your internal environment into being you see now again i get so many people they want spells and potions spells and potions <laughs> and i say wait a minute wait a minute well um do you have a mate do you have a family 
No, I don't get along with people. I just, okay, well, then you, you're like an animal. You're not even like uh, the people that this stuff is intended for. You want the information of a of an Ianifa, or you want the information of a Babalao, but you're not even living like an adult. Babalao, right? What, what, what is a Babalao? Baba Elawo, Baba Okay, so it's a shortened form of either one. Either one, it could be Baba Niawo, Baba Elawo. And Baba Niawo, for instance, you know, Ni means to to have or to hold. Awo means secret. So the Baba Niawo, father, Baba, father, Ni, to have, Awo, secret. What is a Baba Niawo or Baba Lao? One who has, a father who has the secrets. What is the Iyanifa? Iyani Ifa. Iyani Ifa. Mother has Ifa. Mother, father. You see what I'm saying? Because if you're not a mother or father, we don't even know if you're actually male or female. We don't know if, you, if, you, if your organs, especially nowadays, especially nowadays. You see what I'm saying? So essentially the information a lot of times that people are trying to, trying to dig from, they don't realize that that information is made for adults. Not, it's not made for children. For children, they get the owe. So you get the little parables and the stories which basically start to raise them up and give them a, a, a more higher form of thinking so that he can figure things out. So things are told in parable, things are told in rhymes, things are told in a way to let the child know whatever it is that you're trying to do in life, we've already done it. There's nothing new under the sun. So don't come over, don't come in here kicking any doors and trying to act like grandpa. You don't know what I'm talking about. So that's why when you're trying to do something, you say something that the, the, uh, away always starts in Yoruba culture with it is said or they say, because what is being said when you say it is said or they say, what is being said there is that there's a group of people already who have covered what it is that you're speaking about. Who have covered what it is that you're talking about. So it is said. It's saying like wait a minute. Well grandpa I want to buy a car. And I want to take my savings. And I want to buy the car. You don't understand how important it is to have a car. <laughs> and then you know your grandmother. Your grandfather may say. First of all. You know in a nice way. Watch your mouth. <laughs> you know. But they'll say it just through parable. So they may say something like you know. Uh. They say that when we come into the earth, you know, we have all that we need. And when we leave the earth, we have all that we need. Now, I just made that up. That's, you know, but it, they may say something like that. And that's your answer as to why I'm not opening up the savings account to give you all this money, you know. And then it may be something like, let's say if the child was disrespectful. You know, when we come into the hurt, into the earth, we have all we need. But it is by the grace of Oludumare that we have parents who give us, you know, everything that, I don't know, sustains us, you know, or, or it is our parents who, who show us the way to every, to everything that we need, you know, something like that. Right. So that says like, watch your mouth because if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't even have a shirt on your back. And on top of that, you don't need anything material. You see, so it's for the child not to say, oh, but I'm, OK, wait up. Maybe you don't understand what I just said. Let me reword it, grandpa. You know, it's for the child to say, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, um, I, you know, I I, I I was out of line. You know, I'm sorry. Sorry, grandpa or or sorry, grandma. I shouldn't have have said that the way I did or I shouldn't have said it at all. Right. So that level of humility, right? Where where is that at? <laughs> where is that at? 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 Where is that
Where is that at? So you have to understand when you're dealing with fathers, for instance, like myself, or you're dealing with mothers like other people, um, especially those of us who have our culture, that there's a certain way of being. There's a certain way of speaking that um, we're not going to tolerate. You know, we're not going to accept because it, it takes us it takes us beyond our character. And of course, once we go beyond our character, then we threaten our very existence because Iwa is directly related to character and existence. Or Iwa is character. Iwa is existence. Iwa is also beauty. You see, because we have this idea. Um, not only do we have Iwa, which is which is or Uwa, which is character. Iwa re re or or Uwa re re, good character. We also have Ewa. Ewa in our Yoruba means beauty. You see, so the idea of Ewa and Iwa are directly connected. In fact, there's a there's a term that we use, which is uh, Iwa Ewa. And that basically means, you know, at the end of the day, uh, beauty is what we see in good character. So we're basically saying your good character is your actual beauty. It is what makes you beautiful. You see, so it's a direct relationship. So now if I if I allow you to deal with me or or you allow me to deal with you in a way that is above, beyond, beneath or distort your actual character, I'm actually distorting your beauty. You see, and in doing so, I'm distorting your very existence because your very existence and your very manifestation is a manifestation and an unfurling of the beauty that lies within. I did a whole segment on that. The beauty that lies within. I think that was the name of it. That was the title of it too. Right? So in this we see in our in our Yoruba understanding the direct connection between our character and bringing things into beauty, into, into excuse me, into being. And of course, like I said, why is also time. You know, very similar to um if you've ever heard the term Uhuru, right? In our Swahili, Uhuru, freedom. And then sometimes what we'll say is Uhuru Sasa. Sasa means now, right? So it's a it's a connection with that idea of time. But in our Yoruba, you have the idea of Sisi. So Sisi and Sasa are very connected. And Sisi means, guess what? Now. <laughs> right? So if you were to mix them, you could say Uhuru, Uhuru Sisi. I mean, it'd be two different languages. But is it really two different languages? Is it really two different people? Right? I won't get into that one because I don't want to. I don't want to be. A, I don't want to offend people yet. Not yet. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll offend them yet later, <laughs> but not not on this on this segment. We're we're dealing with something different. But um, again, like I said, uh, bringing things in, into being or or like our our uh, Hebrew Hawa Hawa means to to be. So again, you notice you have that wa wa right Hawa. Iwa, Ewa, Oduduwa. You see, so that the Wa brings things into existence, and most importantly, when we're when we're tapping into the power of Oduduwa, who is not an Orisha. Oduduwa is an emanation of Oludumare. Oduduwa is different than an Orisha. Oduduwa is the aspect of Oduduwa of, of Oludumare that we consider to be the omnipotent aspect. And it is through that omnipotency or that omnipotent aspect that um, th- 
things are wrought or think or, or life creates different forms. You see, so we would call it all powerful because we see things coming into existence. So when we see things come into existence, we consider that a part, just like a person who has the ability to buy whatever we want. We say, oh, that's a powerful person because yesterday they didn't have a yacht. And today they, they, they said, I want a yacht. And they went and got a yacht. So we'll say, well, how'd they get the yacht? Money. So money is power, you know, and I'm not I'm not saying that these statements are true. I'm saying in terms of the secular view, how we look at things. Well, in the spiritual, more divine and root view, we understand that your ability to speak Ifa, your ability to speak Odu, Odu is what? Mystery. Your ability to speak the science of the mystery is what brings things into existence is what brings things alive is what is what brings things forth so that's another reason why an elder is speaking you should listen or as the incomparable pretty tony said in the movie the mac when grown folks are speaking boy shut your mouth you see so that's why that is so important to learn to listen and to learn to take in what is given to you with graciousness and to most importantly learn to take on the character of Ifa because that's what brings your greatest life and your greatest beauty into being. All right, this is Chief Yuya. This has been another uh, Orisha podcast. And I will entrust that you and enjoying them. Make sure that you leave those um, reviews everywhere you're picking it up, whether it's Google Podcasts or it's uh, um, iTunes or what on YouTube videos. You know, let the world know that we're dropping um, that good stuff. All right. Until such time, I see you for our next podcast. For all of the po- the previous podcasts or whatever, go to thearisha.com. Thearisha.com. You can also sign up for readings and spiritual work. Uh, I travel a lot. So, you know, if you want spiritual work, you can you can um, inquire about that there. But it all starts with a consultation because a lot of times what you think you need is not what you actually need. So you you say, well, I, I need this. I need you to come and do this. You don't know what you need till we get the consultation. And you don't even know if I'm the one who should be doing it. So all of that is read on. All right. Until such time, you all enjoy your, your day your dawning or your evening. Odabo.